Hello and welcome, folks, to a very special edition of RSF Radio. I am your host, Joe Monday, but with me on mic tonight, a very special guest. You might know her from her writing all across the internet, pretty much on every FGC outlet there is, mostly on Red Bull. Uh, you could find her as the host of all those Texas Showdown replays. Uh, but you absolutely know her as Bison's top doll. It's Jenny Lou. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so... I, I guess we can start talking by asking, like, how did you find yourself in the position of of being the host of Texas Showdown? How did that how did that work out? Oh, boy. So that's a really interesting question. I, I um, know. I just I, I came in hot on that one. I, I we had <laughs> set up so many other things and then curveball right right at the last minute. But how hey, but out? you know, that's perfect because it like it just gets it started and I just have to think. Um, so that's toes. kind of a difficult question, though, uh, because. I started out like doing stuff in the fighting game community through writing first. Um, and I started doing that through a website called par.gg, which is still like in development. Um, I'm not sure if it's like in beta or what, but it is super cool. And you guys should check it out. Um, because if you like the Shoryuken forums, um, they're really, really, it's like a really in-depth, um, kind of way to talk about fighting games, but also kind of social. Um, but anyway, um, about they, this they have time like forums year. over there. I, I actually have not perused them that much. I only kind of know it through articles that you've shared. Yeah, um, it's it has like character profiles. You you, you can go in. Um, you can find out like you can make notes about the character like for matchups and stuff like that. You can create combos. Um, you can yeah. upload your own videos and like talk about recent um, tournaments stuff like that. And they're constantly adding new features as well. Um, it is a super, super cool website, and I think it has a lot of potential. Um, but a lot of people don't know about it, so that is a thing that is in the making. <laughs> hmm, okay. But yeah, I started writing for them about this time last year, maybe like a little bit before April, I think. I started writing in, uh, mm, yeah, I think it was around April. And uh, then I went to Texas Showdown because I had planned on going, and uh, I just kept writing for them for a few months throughout the summer. And then... Um, event Hubs picked me up because they were interested in what I had to write. Because I think I was at an absolute battle and John, uh, well, Velociraptor was there. Mm. And uh, I talked to him about writing it for a bit. And he was like, hey, we're looking for freelancers. Would you like to uh, do a little writing? And I was like, absolutely. So I started doing that and um, kept doing that. And then uh, my work got sent to my editor at Red Bull. And he was like super into what I was doing. And so I was able to make a lot of really cool pieces for them, which I still do. Um, and at about that time, I remember I was, I had made a bunch of friends through the fighting game community and tournament organizers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And at the, it was at that time, whenever I started wanting to do a little bit more, I wanted to like host things. Cause I was seeing like, you know, in the big esports events, they have like a hostess that will, you know, interview the players or kind of talk about the event and then bring it back to the commentators or the match. And I was like, that sounds really fun, you know, because you see Persia kind of doing stuff like that. And she was a big inspiration. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so uh, Javi, uh, who runs Texas Showdown, he was like, hey, look, we are, you know, going to be doing Texas Showdown a little bit different. He was like, they wanted to up the production. And he was like, would you be interested in hosting? And I was like, yeah, of course. So I jumped all over it. And uh, I had hosted before at Kumite in Tennessee, like a little bit. Yeah. Um, I did a few camera segments with them. So it was, it was a really fun experience, Texas Showdown. It was, it was, it was great. Um, 
production was great. Staff was great as as always. I love working with uh, Valle and Jimmy and Javi. They're all great. Um, I was super embarrassed if you couldn't tell. I'm not not embarrassed. I was nervous because like I don't know. It was this was my first huge event being in front of the camera, so I did flub a few things, but I gained a lot of experience, and it was just a good time. It's it's good to see a host like that who like actually knows what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't I want to like generalize to. too much or like make myself sound like a bigot, but all I'm saying is that like it's like, but maybe that's only because I know you through all of your writing. I'm able to connect that name to to a face now, uh, but for other people, they might not know you through your writing. So like, I kind of want to dig into that now and how fucking prolific you are. <laughs> uh, it is, by the way, uh, you can curse. I don't know if I told you before we started, but you can curse if it oh, wasn't nice. obvious. Awesome, uh, great. You can also, you know, element. if you're if you're 21, you can drink on a podcast. Uh, Wonderful. I have. I don't I have know no what the podcast to... laws are about drinking on podcasts. Uh, <laughs> it's, you might. It's 18 years here, folks. <laughs> it's actually not true. I think I can get arrested for that. Oh uh, boy. <laughs> but, so for you, uh, you've got. I know at least you have one article coming up. Uh, yes. for, for Red Bull, but I kind of want to. I kind of want to just talk about your history of writing and how as someone who does writing themselves, uh, not freelance writing as, as you do, I know what that freelance grind is like. Uh, oh. and it is, I mean, you can explain your, your journey, uh, <laughs> and the grind that it is. And I'm kind of curious as to what that experience has been like for you. Oh yeah, it's been, uh, well, first of all, uh, I think Michael Martin was actually kind of talking to me about this and I'm not sure if I got this quote from him or someone else. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it was from Michael though. He said, freelancing is a full-time job. And that's, that's true. Um, oh, yeah. especially if you're trying, if like, that's your main income, like, yeah, it is a full-time job because especially if we're trying to do like news pieces or like current events within like games, you have to, you know, constantly be on top of things, looking at the news, like keeping up with social media yeah. and like, your brain isn't really ever turned off from like trying to find pitches and like interesting ideas or trends that are happening like throughout the community. And yeah, if you're you doing say, fighting when you games, say full-time job, you're not talking about five eights, a, a cool yeah. 40 and punching the clock. Yeah. It's, it's literally all the time. It's just the grind. Yeah. It's just time that that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, but you know, the more you do it, the more exposure you get and the mm. more like, people you can write for to expand your portfolio, which is important. So uh, plus you get experience. And uh, I know that working for Red Bull has been really great as far as like learning more mm. because they've coached me, my editor has coached me so well and just like kind of how to go about like an angle or like how to, you know, approach things versus not approach things, you know, that I wouldn't have known before. Um, and I've been writing, you know, for a long time. So um, that was that was really good. Um, yeah, but yeah, I want to say I, I want to show my bias here, uh, but I kind of want to say just as just as a reader that I feel like the Red Bull articles are the best edited FGC articles out there right now. Yeah, I definitely, and this isn't just me, but like uh, my editor. Um, I don't, I don't know. Am I allowed to mention him? Uh, his name is Barrett. Wobbeck that's a, that's up to you. I, I mean, like, uh, okay, I, I know well, who you're I, talking I, about. I think he's a good yeah, dude. You can out this guy for, for what he is. Okay. As being, well, cause like, he he does, is, does he have like a, a huge following? He, he fucking shit. He's a good guy. He's a really good um, guy. He has, he's, he's amazing. He is so, he's such a good person, but not only that, he yeah. is super intelligent and like, he's able to identify things and talk about them so intelligently and thoroughly. And 
that just astounds me. And like every time that I come up with a pitch or I give him like a draft, he manages to be like, oh, did you think about this? Or did you do this? And like that blows my mind. And so I'm like, oh, no, I didn't. And so mm-hmm. the article ends up being a thousand times better than when I had it. So like half the reason why my writing is as good as it is today in general, and also why the Red Bull articles are so good is like because I have a great editor. So definitely follow him on Twitter if you're interested in like news, esports and stuff. Spell um, his name out fully. If you have his address, please leave it. Um, <laughs> just gonna yeah, out this I actually right do now. have his address. Oh um, God, please do. <laughs> I, I, I that was absolutely yeah. a joke. Please stop. Send, send him some flowers, please. He, he deserves it. Um, yeah, at flowers.com. That's a great sponsorship opportunity. Hey. Flowers.com. Just enter in dick bag at the, at the, the oh promotion screen and you get to send Derek some flowers. Uh, this oh goes God. directly to his P.O. box. Yeah, <laughs> um, his, his P.O. box, not, not his home address. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so you've written, we could talk about articles in, in specifics because you have a couple things coming up. So let's talk about the one that is most pressing. Uh, I don't know when this, uh, this podcast is going to go live, uh, but I want it to be after this article goes live at some point. Now I, I say that out loud thinking, well, yeah, I know how freelance can be where you give them an article and then it doesn't get posted for like a month or something. That's like a thing that can happen. Uh, yeah. But the, la- <laughs> the latest one that you have coming up, can you talk about that at all? Yeah, sure. So basically um, I was looking at some, some stuff that was happening and especially like having Soul Calibur at Texas Showdown, I was thinking about how much Bandai Namco has going on for the fighting game like community mm-hmm. at large. They have three amazing fighting games about to come out, which including Soul Calibur Six. And I was just thinking about like, okay, Tekken 7 has a huge fan base. They have a huge player base. The game is good. Dragon Ball Fighters has a huge player base. And it's what it's the 3v3 game assist fighter that people were really looking for with NBCI. Mm-hmm. So it has, I mean, it's got really successful. And then you have Soul Calibur coming out. And I was thinking, wow, we don't have many companies that are like putting fighting games as a priority, you know, which was crazy. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is what I wish that all companies would do is like make fighting games our priority. And so I wanted to kind of write about just how, despite like a lot of other 3D fighters falling by the wayside, you know, like Dead or Alive and Virtua Fighter, they're not really a thing. Yeah. You know, we do have Virtua Fighter like coming back in like, um, doing those like nostalgia circuits and stuff. But uh, it just, it, I'm really impressed with how Bandai is going about things. And I think that they deserve some recognition. And I think a lot of people can look forward to really good circuits from, from them. Not, not with like Dragon Ball, but with like Tekken and Soul Calibur coming up. I think they're mm-hmm. going to be like the kings of fighting games, honestly. No, so, hmm, hold on a minute. That, that makes me curious. Uh, no circuit for, for Dragon Ball? Well, I mean, not a sponsored one because of I think um, their rights with the anime. Oh, I think that you know of, what? Never yeah. mind. That totally makes sense. Like thinking about <laughs> yeah, the finance I mean, of of that. Yeah. Never mind. That makes sense. <laughs> why they wouldn't? Well, because I mean, we had the Summit of Power that's coming up, which is really cool, but that's like yeah. not through them. So yeah, that's the that's a totally different that's a totally different beast that we could dig into. I, I haven't prepped my notes for that one, so <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, this, by the way, this is a Street Fighter podcast, by the way. Hello and welcome to RSF Radio, where we talk about Street Fighter <laughs> stuff. Uh, no, but this is like FGC forward stuff. So like, yeah, uh, Dragon Ball Z, obviously huge game right now. Uh, Tekken, if you don't follow the Tekken scene, it is the strongest that it's been in years, I want to yeah. say. 
and I would, oh man, I would be very excited for some kind of uh, Tekken tour. Tekken yeah, the Tekken tour. World Tour is, uh, it was, they had an event, it was a yeah. ranking event at Texas Showdown, and I think the winner got like 150 points or something crazy, so yeah. that was a really important event, and everyone was super focused, and does, I remember Does your article like, cover exactly what that entails, or what we can look forward to? Yeah, I do actually talk about the tour. I don't talk about the next one on the list. I mean, I, I can, but uh, basically, like, it's just like I, I kind of compare it to the Capcom Pro Tour whenever I explain it to people because, I mean, you have multiple multiple events, right. you know, where you have people competing for the top, whatever, how many spots. And then uh, at the end of the year, you get together at, at a certain locale and you, you know, have your best players that have made the rankings go against each other. I think they did a round robin last year. So it was kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. And they were, they had people like, the players were able to pick their own teams. So like, that was nuts. That was so cool. I remember being there for that. And then um, the finals was also really great. So that whole thing, I think, I think the Tekken World Tour is amazing and not enough people pay attention to it. I think no. more people should be watching. It's <sighs> because those finals were extremely exciting. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was nuts. <laughs> I don't, Tekken in general is just very exciting to watch. It's one of those it really things is. like, and I, it's one of those things that I didn't understand it until recently. It was actually until I went, uh, until I visited Texas, until I visited Houston and saw the Tekken community down in Houston. And I was like, oh, I get it. I get it now. <laughs> like being around people who all understand Tekken and could like explain things to me and like kind of bring me into the fold and be like, oh no, this guy's about to get fucked up. Watch this shit. Uh, it was so exciting. And then like Tekken 7 is like, the perfect game for anyone who loves Tekken. Like, yes, it is hard I, for me to describe that. And especially to someone who doesn't know about Tekken. like if you were listening to this podcast and you basically only play street fighter games, uh, if you don't really understand Tekken, uh, understand it. If you understand one thing, understand that Tekken seven is like the perfect Tekken game right now for the people who love Tekken. So to speak, at least I, I feel like it's that way. There's like a couple of things about it that aren't like it is not like the perfect Tekken game, but it's like the perfect Tekken game for Tekken players. Yeah, I, I I've been told from um, people here in Denver that like it, it's easier, but in a way that isn't like dumbed down. It's just more accessible. Yes, and uh, that's why like the scene's kind of blowing up like it is because like you know you have you have the vets who are coming back because Tekken Seven, oh new Tekken, you know, and they've had the, we didn't have it for a long time, and it was it was just in japan and then now we've got it and we're able to mm -hmm. compete and so everyone's really excited but people are able to get into it now and kind of i understand a bit, a bit, a bit better we actually had a 16 year old girl um take second at our local um here in denver and that was insane that was like one of the most hype like local experiences i've ever had because she was not even from here like she had just moved and she was like i want to go to this arcade and she came and she was all serious and like she went in there and kicked everybody's butts besides uh, the last guy. That, well, she actually did beat the guy who beat her in grand finals before, but he switched the matchup on her and she didn't know how to react. Uh, so it was insane. <laughs> I think I remember seeing that. Uh, I've tweeted about it. Yeah. yeah. Pit Viper. Yeah. She's so cool. Yes, 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 yes. That's correct. Uh, no, that's, that's fucking awesome. Um, word. The one thing, my one gripe, and I always have to bring this up is that I just, I really hope my, my like the last bastion of hope for a Bandai game to have oh. a proper tutorial in it. <laughs> I want Soul Calibur to have 
like a proper, good, thorough tutorial. Because there's so many good examples of tutorials out there. So many good examples, right? I mean, I just want Tekken Cross Street Fighter. That's all I want. <laughs> okay, so that's, that is a whole other conversation to get into. Oh, I mean, do, do you think that game... I mean, there has been no official statement on whether or not that game has been canceled. That game's well, not dead. Officially. It is an idea. And like everyone talked to has been like oh you know well we basically got it with akuma you know and i was like i mean we basically have cvs3 if you count geese so I mean, <laughs> yeah honestly but I, I don't i don't i don't like that explanation i think that it no. is a thing that could happen um i just don't know if it will i think that if the people want it bad enough it might happen i mean here's the thing harada is super super like responsive on social media oh yeah and even though he has like the don't ask me for shit shirt, you know, he's actually like super open to ideas and such. And I, I think that I would like for it to happen again. I think it would be what everyone wants. <laughs> no, there's um, actually a really good article of like, he's so like fighting game forward as terms in terms of like developers go. He's one of yeah. the, the better minds in the, in the business right now. There's a really good article. I actually talked about it on this show. Like, Oh, fucking weeks ago him and like the original developers of or one of the original developers of street fighter 2 just like having a conversation about like <laughs> oh i think i saw that development yeah. of fighting games uh and it's just like it, to have someone pick his brain like that was just super interesting uh and having that like come through fruition on like tekken 7 or any future fighting games like for example <laughs> Tekken Cross yeah. Fighter, which may or may not be there was that one image of Tekken Ryu like god was that how long ago was that was that more than a decade I mean, ago it feels like it was a decade ago wouldn't it be so tight to see Bison and Tekken graphics I would lose my mind I, I would I would play Tekken so hard I mean I've already it, said I'm gonna play Tekken because Geese is in it but I'm like eh, if you put Bison in it I'll play <laughs> I, mean, I mean if there's anything that is like bison related that like wouldn't get you hard for for I mean, <laughs> I mean like honestly um, i mean you yeah. mentioned that but it's like yeah fucking obviously like no like <laughs> i follow you on twitter it's gross it's grotesque no. oh okay. wow okay yeah no i went i'm gonna i'm gonna kink shame here with the, oh, <laughs> the bison no i know no, i'm sorry it's, <laughs> it's, it's fine it's fine i don't want that's just who i am man you know that's no it's it's i'm glad you embrace it for all of us <laughs> for the little bison who lives inside of all of us <laughs> uh, okay so off of bandai games uh we can talk about so let's talk about street fighter games uh the last article that you wrote about street fighter stuff um oh man i actually don't know the timeline on this was it the zeku one or was it the the last article that I did for what? So let's talk about the Zeku article. Yeah. The one that you just wrote. So what can you tell me about Zeku? Tell me about the Zeku. The Zeku article? Um, okay, so basically I was doing this series for Esports Terminal, which is a little like startup, um, mm. little website. And it was, a, it was a series that I had done before on my own time um, with Par, and I just did it on my own. And... Um, it was basically, it's kind of where we just talk about a character and the, you know, they're the people who main that character like, really famously uh, just kind of get to talk to them and ask them like their opinions on the character, you know, like um, if you could give them a buff, what would you give them? You know, what are the greatest strengths and weaknesses? Um, why do you like this character so much? Like, do you identify with them personally or is it just the way that they play, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I think that kind of thing is really cool and interesting. And like, mm -hmm. especially when we get creative with it, like, oh, like what, are the changes that you would make 
you know, to this character. You know, it can be totally something totally outrageous or like just something that would like even the playing field a bit. Right. Um, so EST helped me do that again. And we recently did one about Zeki, which was funny because Sanford, so I started doing the interviews like way before Sanford uh, won was in, or not was in, uh, NLBC. Um, actually, the Correct. week that we were set to release it, he did that. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Perfect timing. I know. Um, but yeah, they both talked about, <laughs> they both talked really in depth about Zeki. And I was, I was really, because sometimes whenever I interview people about this, they give kind of like just normal responses, which is totally fine. But I know that uh, Bushin Style and uh, Sanford, they both like really went in depth on their responses and were like, they really love this character and mm -hmm. they want to win, you know, and with Zeki, you do have to work really hard. And so um, that was, it was really fun to talk to them about that. Yeah. And that's one of those things. Hmm, it's funny that you bring that up, that there aren't that many it's maybe that I feel like there aren't that many people who are like truly passionate about the characters that they play. Yeah. And not just passionate in the way that they play the character, but like just like the aesthetics of the character. Yeah, I agree. I have, I mean, cause I actually wrote a piece about character loyalty uh, for Red Bull, which we were actually supposed to talk about, but like, yeah, I mean, we can get, I mean, I <laughs> listen, I don't stick to the order. I have, I've got a script for, Hey, little podcast insider notes. I've got a script, not fucking sticking to it. Plays it fast and loose. Uh, that's how I like to play my podcast. Um, oh man. <laughs> I like my podcasts. Like I like my women fast and loose. Oh boy! Uh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You can you can shame me for that joke if, if we're gonna. I was gonna say you're king shaming me, but then you're talking about your sex life. Hold on a oh, minute. Boy. Yikes. Okay. But yeah, uh, um, I I think character loyalty, just like you said, is really interesting. Um, because like you don't see a lot of people just like embracing their character like totally. Um, right. Like or I mean, like, you have or we used to, but then people have fallen off of that, especially for Street Fighter Five. Oh yeah, because you're just trying to stick with who wins, right? Like, right. I feel like one of the like the heartbreaker quintessential examples of this is Snake Eyes and Zangief. Yeah, because he's always I mean, yeah, that's I actually sad. wrote about him because like he, you know, was Zangief all the way and then Abigail came out and you know, Zangief got those nerves and it's like, wow, I can't even win with him anymore. And like whenever yeah. I interviewed him at Texas Showdown, I was like, Hey, are you gonna stick with Zangief? Are we gonna see Abigail come out? And he was like, Yeah, <laughs> Abigail's gonna have to come out and that was just heartbreaking because i wanted to see him go with zangief like he did last year but you know he got nerfed into the floor so <laughs> yeah yeah <sighs> <laughs> it's okay don't cry is this is this a therapy session <laughs> it could be we could talk about mother's day if you want but i don't know if we oh, go okay there. <laughs> how about we don't <laughs> yeah how about we don't do that no it's, listen listen all my fgc moms out there happy mother's day yeah, happy so glad Mother's you're Day. out there. Happy Mother's Day to all you guys. Uh, anyone with a great relationship with their mom, happy Mother's Day to you. Anyone who doesn't have a great relationship, celebrate the people that love you. That's all I gotta say about yeah. that. Um, but, but no, it was super sad to see him drop Zangief. And like, I get it though, as a professional player, as someone who like is a sponsored player, someone who's trying to get paid and make a career out of it. It just doesn't make sense to stick with Zangief. He's he's just not with how volatile a game that Street Fighter Five can be. It doesn't necessarily make sense to stick with Zangief. Yep. Even I agree. if even if Zangief is very exciting, I happen to find. And granted, I'm a grappler apologist, and I have the Zangief bias. I know, 
but I just feel like Zangief when you see Zangief do well it's you get excited and for two reasons that's true that is true well okay like we, we can go back to last texas showdown it was yeah. insane like grand finals was him and smug and the hype was nuts because oh, it was so like oh thank you and then he went again to ceo and got second there no he didn't he won that one but uh like mm-hmm. seeing zangief win you know was so it was it was so hype it was so hype well, like you watch itabashi zangief play and it's just yes it's incredible because, ah, you, yeah. especially if you know the character and you know any of his matchups, and you think, "Oh man, he's t- that was such a risk that he took. That was a huge gamble, and it paid off." And it's yeah, it, it creates so much excitement because of like. Well, I mean, and yeah, and we still have people that love Abigail because, first of all, like he's just like a big dumb goofy dude who's like, "Ah, room room, I love cars." But you have the people he's that precious. like get super hype and are like, "Room room," and they're just like running around the crowd, you know. <laughs> Like that kind of stuff is what it's about, and I enjoy the hype. So I think it's okay, personally. I, I like that. I mean, I guess that is the other thing. I actually do get excited about Abigail, and I love how <laughs> pissed off he makes people. Yeah, it's, one of the, it's oh, I eat that up. That's so good. That's the that's the the sodium I need in my diet right there. It's so good. Um, but okay, so we talked a little about a little bit about Zeku. We talked about character loyalty. Uh, I guess we could start talking about things that have appeared on the sub recently. And I could talk to you about your opinions on these things if you want to head in that direction. That's totally fine. Let's go for it. Okay. Uh, Let me pop this thing. And I don't actually need to. It's just for video purposes. But uh, So recently, Arturo took to Twitter. Arturo Sanchez took to Twitter. And he said, I'm not going to let these pirate uploader scumbags, that was editorializing, I added the scumbags, he did not say scumbags <laughs> at this juncture, uh, run amok anymore. Uh, specifically calling out people who are pirating streams and uploading them faster than he can upload them, and thus cutting a portion of his potential earnings uh, with early videos. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think he's totally in the right to be upset about it. Um, he's mentioned it before, you know, Lapchi's mentioned it before. Several yes. uploaders have. And uh, yeah, when I when I say this right now, like this is not a brand for anyone who is listening who might think that this like oh how like this is crazy that Archer would like blow up like this, but like no, this has been a thing for a very long time. To be clear, yeah. based since like the origin of him streaming, basically. Yeah. Um, I feel for him because like, you know, that's a huge deal. It seems to be a big deal. And like, you know, they're the ones that are streaming the event. So mm-hmm. um, to me, I totally, I like, I sympathize. And I think YouTube was supposed to crack down on that as well. I saw some news where, um, you know, people that do like the copycat videos and such, um, mm-hmm. their revenue will be going towards the original channel or something like that. So uh, um, yeah, something like compensatory. Yeah. Uh, the revenue or like it locks the revenue and sends it towards the but then again i mean arturo has a fairly large channel but in the grand scheme of youtube channels it's not an enormous channel it's not yeah big numbers of someone who can really throw weight around with copyright claims even if he makes them um and i know that has worked for him in the past and other people who upload videos as well that you can do that but at the same time it's it's a hassle it's not his job to yeah or at least it shouldn't be his all right so let's put it this way it is not currently his job to be the police of youtube to flag copyright claims on his own uh and if it was his job then he needs to be paid more 
and not just from the revenue he would all he should already be getting from the videos because like it's it's not a huge amount like is the other thing after like the whole adpocalypse of youtube where right like you you need a ton of views to actually make any kind of reasonable revenue uh off of youtube videos so like it's not really or at least it can't be his job and then i saw people saying well what if i mean he should just hire someone to to like upload videos for him and it's like well okay yeah but it's also like you know is is that worth it like you know just have someone do that you know all the stuff that would have went to that yeah and might as well just get a secretary at that point to just like do all the little things um and even at that which i mean you're paying i personally think that tos should have a secretary because a lot of them are trying to do real life and tournament (laughs) organization i mean seriously like i seriously like jimmy and i've talked about this like Kavi and i have talked about it man like term organizers are super super hardworking guys and they oh absolutely and like you know even streamers like art you know like they're working really hard and they have to i mean because art you know he does like streaming like with batterino and all that stuff like that's his thing but you have tos that are trying to do fighting games and have a real life and they're like i need someone to help me like manage all this you know and i think i think yeah i think that would be something that you could do um honestly but i do agree that it's it's not a churro's job to be doing that kind of thing um i mm. So we could actually, oh, I kind of want to dig into this more, but now I'm, I'm interested in the idea of a, an or, a tournament organizer's secretary. <laughs> I mean, it's something that, you know, I, explain, I, so, explain well, to just, me your vision here. I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Well, cause Jimmy went, I don't know if I like, I mean, whatever we were talking about this. Cause he was like, yeah, like, you know, doing tournament organization for, you know, cause he's doing Red Bull Conquest as well as, you know, mm-hmm. SoCal regionals and all that stuff. Um, and he has a regular full-time job. So it's like his life is nuts. And he was like, you know, I, like I think having a secretary would really help because, you know, I could schedule all my phone calls and whatever and like figure out when I need to do this and that. And um, honestly, like, mm-hmm. I, I think if you just got someone who like knew the scene well and like you could, I don't know, like just be your, you know, personal assistant in that way where you can just like help them schedule and, you know, take their, you know, like if someone's trying to reach them and they need like an interview or whatever, you can kind of be like that operator for them. Um, which is kind of, kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely think it's something that needs to be implemented for those guys because they are working so hard and they need a little help. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a crazy idea actually. Like when you said it, I was like, Hey, yeah. When we, whenever we get that esports money, but at the same time, like, I can totally understand that as someone who does have a full-time job and tries to continue to do FGC stuff. It's really fucking hard. Like it's not, it's, it's, there's time sinks. There's just not enough time and hours in a day. It's definitely like more than a hobby. It's like a lifestyle. And then, you know, whenever you are doing tournament organization, your goal is to like, obviously throw a good tournament, but also you need to make money to do it again. And so you're trying to, you know, put your all into this project and, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like I got to do laundry at some point. <laughs> like I like, where's the time in the day to do that? <laughs> well, that so that's an interesting idea, and maybe we can table that one for now. Uh, but there are some other things to talk about with with streamers and people who rip, and whose responsibility is it? Because really, if see, here's one of the main issues that people don't seem to understand at least what i saw people responding to this on on the sub is that they just said like well why doesn't why are people going to 
other people's videos and not art's official videos. I think it's just like the recommended videos. Right? If you search it, whatever comes up first, you're like, oh, okay, cool. And yeah, that's exactly like the issue is just availability. Yeah. Like if it's there right away, I would say 90, probably 90% of the viewers of any of those videos have no idea what channel they're actually watching. Yeah. Like I could, I know that's anecdotal evidence, but I, I would stake, I would place a very high bet on that. I would put money down and I'm not a gambling man. Uh, <laughs> but like it, it's the video availability is like, it comes up first. It's the most seen one. So like it's, it's not a matter of like product quality or like people wanting to or thinking that, Oh, well it's, this came from team spooky. So I should probably wait for the, for the official team spooky one. It's like, no, you just search. Oh, I wonder what happened at, at a, at combo breaker. So you just Google combo breaker grand finals, like the day after and then combo whatever breaker. comes up, yeah, whatever comes up, comes up because like you don't you, like you, if you're Googling that after the fact, you might not have even known who streamed it. Like team spooky should be a household name in terms of FGC, but like to a large swath of people, I don't know if that's exactly true for the people who are just casual about casually following uh, tournaments. Oh yeah. Which there's yeah, like a lot not, like, more of those involved. now. Yeah. There's so many more of those now with the popularity of uh, like Dragon Ball fighter fighters mm -hmm. and like with a ton of the slew of new players that came on with Street Fighter Five. Like there's just a ton of new people to the community that may or may not know where their content comes from or certainly don't care where it comes from. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. And that's why I like I sympathize with you know art so much because like again he's been mentioning it a long time and finally he just got fed up and i was like you know what good like you're gonna take down this whole system by yourself and i'm so <laughs> proud of you <laughs> yeah that's that is the sad part is that there <laughs> for as much as i've thought about this there is no good like practical solution to this issue that isn't like seed changing with how that entire website is run exactly yeah and ugh. I mean, YouTube is just like a blow up in itself, like with all the stuff, like you said, like apocalypse and things. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if they do implement that, like, I don't know, the compensation, I think that would help. But I don't think that's like really what the deal is. Like, like you said, they should be like the first thing that pops up whenever yes. you go to search, whatever, like that should be it. So, I mean, I, I honestly think if they want that to happen, they should have a guy at tournament doing it. Like, I don't know about, like, the weeklies at NLBC or anything, but, like, if you have, like, a major tournament and you want that on YouTube and you streamed it, like, yeah, have a guy there, like, clipping it and doing all that good stuff and just up uploading it as it goes. I think that would be a good solution. You're correct. But also, keep in mind, that's that's a person you have to pay to be there. Yeah. Because that's not a free job. Like, you don't just oh, no, absolutely ask not. someone to do that. Because that's a, that could be a full-time job, cutting those videos and uploading them and making sure that... I mean, that's kind of like in. the people that they hire for social for events because they have to, like, True. clip things from Twitch and, like, promote it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that could go in the same vein, like, where you have a guy who's in charge of, like, uploading to YouTube. Like, yeah, I think that's something that could totally happen. Um, I was kind of thinking about, like, the weeklies earlier, just, like, more casual stuff. And I was like, well, I don't know about that. But, like, whenever you go to, like, majors, yeah, for sure. Right. right. Or even something that I saw someone suggest that I actually think was a pretty interesting solution. It Again, there's a cost to this as well, but they recommended having off-stream matches being recorded 
Yeah, I just saw that comment myself. (laughs) I have like one or two stations that just have a capture card on it that just like, is that in some video, like just, it's all set up that there's not streaming to anywhere. You're just recording the video to, to some compute, some small PC that you're just leaving by a station uh, and having the, whoever's running the bracket there, just keep an eye on, on everything maybe, or maybe it's close to the booth of where you guys are. I don't know how that would be set up uh, uh, logistically, but then have those videos be uploaded over time until like the next major that you go to like over a long period of time this is what this is like matches you might have missed because we've all we've like i've even done this and i know everyone's done this because there's a lot of classic videos that are on like hand cam like oh yeah (laughs) yeah, it's like fgc classic of just someone standing there with a with a phone taking like the best recording that they can digital zoom all the way in baby let's go you know, but I, I do think that that is a good idea, like doing the off-stream matches, because not only would that be like, oh, that's so cool, like we missed this off-stream match between these mm-hmm. two people, but also like it kind of incites interest, like, oh man, this channel does that, well, I'm going to watch them more, you know, and if like a video gets really popular, then their channel gets more popular, so yeah, I think that's a great right. idea from whoever yeah. said that. Yeah, uh, it, but again, there's a cost to that, there's an equipment cost, yeah, of course. cost to that, which like equipment costs are way more than what someone who doesn't know what goes into it can imagine like it's oh yeah of course it's fucking ball it's like professional level equipment stuff but i mean like in in a perfect world that would be so cool but you know yeah, yeah i know i it's, it's if yeah if logistics weren't an issue and but you know that that that, that is where the IRL stream comes in handy so you can like stream all those yeah all those matches true. from your little hand cam or whatever yeah yeah that is true a lot of people are doing it for their own streams now so it's like I guess that makes sense for them too. Like Stupendous yeah. does that a lot now and that's, and that's cool. Um, but okay. I think we might've mined this one for all of its resources. <laughs> uh, unless there's anything else you want to kind of want to end on here with this. No, that was, that was a pretty good conclusion. Okay. So. If not, then we can head into probably the next topic, which makes more sense. Speaking of big events, we can talk about combo. <laughs> we can talk about combo breaker. I mean, I'm, okay. I am personally very excited about combo breaker. I feel like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's in the air. There's there's a certain everyone's uh, like, oh my god, combo breaker. It's like yeah. it's like it's like spring has sprung. Love, Let's yeah. go, combo breaker. It, it, it's like it's like the end of the spring semester, and people are like, oh my god, I just want to leave. <laughs> yeah, people um, are getting excited about it. <laughs> uh, and, and specifically, I kind of want to talk about because what was released just today, uh, the numbers. Yes. The numbers talk 744 about for Dragon Ball. Yeah. That is nuts. I actually asked Rick about that for uh, this article that I'm writing and was like, Hey, do you know how many? And he was like, Oh, you'll have to wait until we release them. I was like, All right, cool. And then and it was 744. Like, yeah, dude, that's nuts. oh my goodness. Which, uh, yeah. if like for people who aren't looking at those at those stats, that's the that's the top performer right now. Yeah. That yep, is it, the, it, which is crazy and i hope that it ends the night honestly like and this is crazy because i'm like a capcom stand for life but like mm-hmm. having dragon ball into that would be so hype because i don't really care for dragon ball but i think it's fun because everyone else really likes it and they're really yes. excited about it that's act- so. so that mm, so here's something that i've admitted on into a microphone before uh, and i do feel bad about it but like i find dragon ball to be very boring to watch like I don't like watching it at all. I love yeah, playing. Yeah, you know, I don't. I think it's yeah, super fun. Like, I just it bores me a little bit. 
Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And like, even whenever I try to watch it uh, on like Team Spooky with NLBC, because they play Dragon Ball like a ton. It's just like, I don't really understand it. Because like, first of all, I'm not from like 3v3 assist fighters or assist fighters in general. Um, those aren't my things. So like, I'm sitting here trying to learn it. And like, it seems okay, but it's kind of confusing to me. And whenever a lot of things are happening on screen at once, I have a hard time understanding what's going on, which is why I never played any Marvel or anything like that. Because there's just too much. I can, understand like yeah. I can understand it. I can understand it. And also, it it's like also yeah. to Dragon Ball's detriment, I feel like not a lot of the information is made available, even to the players who are playing. There's some yeah. stuff that is somewhat hidden that might not be uh, easily seen. But uh, just to me, as a, like, I even, I, like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, because it's Dragon Ball, man. <laughs> I get it. I've watched some 3v3s. I know when the Vegeta assist comes out, I see that. <laughs> Like when I see a good play in Dragon Ball, I, I recognize it. I know why it's good. Oh yeah. I just mm. like the general stuff is easy to recognize, but like whenever like sometimes whenever people freak out on like what are we freaking out about? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Especially but, when it comes to like tier lists and stuff. Like I'm not too familiar with like who's really strong sure. and who's not. Sure. Um, but yeah, like again, like you said, it's still super fun to watch because everyone else is super excited about it. Yes, and it's there's... like everyone knows all the characters, even if you don't watch the anime. I've never really watched it, but I know what everyone is, and so it's like, oh, it's cool. There's you know. a general fervor in the room when that game gets played. That yes, the excitement is palpable for sure. Uh, and with with that, which we saw the numbers, he posted those on Twitter. Uh, on combo, I should actually bring up the exact. Do you have the exact numbers up? I did chance. have it in a screenshot. Hold on, let me find I'm it. I'm sorry. I making me do all the work on I know, life. yeah. Okay. I'm yeah, I was supposed to be I'm the one who's like fucking ready, right? It's okay. Let uh, me find it here. Just kidding, I can't find it. <laughs> Wait, no, no, okay. It is Dragon Ball Fighter seven hundred and forty four, Street Fighter five, six hundred and seventy six. So that's significantly below Dragon Ball, in my opinion. No, that um, it, that is true, considering. Uh, Tekken 7, 472, Exard, 337, Injustice, 222, Unis 164, which is crazy, and I'm so Dude, excited for that. That's um, that's so fucking rad. I'm, I keep telling I people Unis is the best game nobody plays. It's the yeah. best game that nobody plays. The tutorial Dude. is the best. It's the best <laughs> tutorial. Therefore, we're oh, man. It's so good. <laughs> um, Blaze Blue Cross Tag has 140, even mm. though like it's brand new. Um, it's Skull the Girls hottest, 131. The um, and then you have the rest. Uh, Mortal Kombat 9 has the lowest with 74. And then King of Fighters 111, Vampire Savior 111. So all the other ones are. also MBCI side tournament that hit, was it a buck 40 or is it a buck 10? It's 123. 123. Okay. Yeah. It's like significant for a game that most. Uh, like most major streams have dropped as their main events. Man, that made me so sad. And I care about Marvel too much, you know, because I don't really, like, yeah. like like I said, 3v3. You know, well, this isn't 3v3. It's 2v2. I get it. But it's 2v2. like assist fighters, yeah, just eh, not my thing. But like for me to see that happen, I was really devastated because I was like, man, that's like a game that people were really excited about. And now no one plays it. Like that's just, ow. Yeah, hurts in the heart. But yeah. recently, I just uploaded, I just turned on the steam and it was like hey hey you remember mvci here's, here's, <laughs> here's a big old download do you wonder what's in and it everyone's like, like, oh my God. like yeah i wonder what's in it what's in this download you tell me wakanda forever let's go uh it's oh my god <laughs> so, regardless uh so that's cool and that's like its own side tournament but i specifically want to call out something that uh 
that Rick had said in the Combo Breaker AMA, which happened uh, yesterday on Monday. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Uh, for us, it was a Tuesday. I never put that bison thing together. What, oh, what, what a perfect day. Oh, what a perfect day to record this. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, he responded and someone asking, what's the top? What's the schedule going to be like? Because the schedule has not been announced yet. Uh, and he responded, Combo Breaker has always had our Sunday schedule influenced by game attendance. We believe that the most engaged final is the game with the most eliminated players in the room. The business and politics of this is that every community, every developer, publisher, every TO wants their game in a marquee spot. As someone who has been particularly fond of games that never see the final Sunday slot, uh, though I am not a believer that this slot is mandatory for entertainment. So having the slot exist solely as an attendance reward has always made the most sense to me. Otherwise, Killer Instinct would be the headline <laughs> combo breaker every year, which is a very Rick response. Oh, yeah. But Killer Instinct is a great game, and that most people don't <laughs> sure, play Sure, sure. Also, great tutorial, Killer Instinct. Yeah. Also, oh, really, my God. I, I, listen, I'm super biased. If I, of that. If, if, if I were a lady romancing you, I would say, hey, you should play tutorial mode with me in Killer Instinct. <laughs> Hey baby, I got a good. I got a good tutorial. <laughs> it's like, whew, learn me something. Uh, <laughs> but no, okay. So I definitely, first of all, Rick is a great, great person. Oh um, my god! This, by the way, like the whole AMA. If if you are interested in running an event or want to know what goes on in the mind of someone who runs an event, uh, and he is one of the. Uh, what's the right word because it's not just business forward thinking people like he's always been the most like he's more community forward yes like, he cares so much and it's not businessy it's just like outreach the outreach yeah, is definitely. there 100 percent. like well, if you want i know that every single time i have a question about anything i can always ask rick and i know that he'll respond and yes. that is i mean Yes, he's he's one of the best out there, and this whole AMA is thoroughly good. Highly recommended. Uh, I lost the thread. Where were we heading with this? Um, Aside from Rick Sunday being finals. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh so well, Sunday. I also wanted to mention like just the way that he talks about things in general is very thoughtful. Yes. Um, he has a lot of really good ideas, and he just has like a solid, like really good knowledge base, and just like. I don't know. I wish I knew like what his brain was like because he's just so like he and Kat are a perfect match for each other because they're both like super thoughtful, super mm -hmm. like just inquisitive people that, you know, if you ask him something, he's going to respond in a way that is super eloquent and like insightful. And you're just like, wow, not dismissive and not just yeah. the, the bar none answer, except for this fucking thing about hot ham and cheese sandwich. Fuck you and your lame ass. Say that's the whitest ass sandwich I've ever heard of. Oh my God. What? I'm going <laughs> to sandwich shame this motherfucker right here. Hot the, ham and cheese. I, I, I think I need some backstory. Excuse me. It's just in the AMA. Someone asked him what's favorite sandwich and he said hot ham and cheese. In all, in all seriousness, I'm not actually going to shame someone for liking a hot ham and cheese sandwich. That's just fine. It's just... I mean, maybe it's comfort food, you know? You, you sure. never know. Expected a pensive man like, like Rick to answer something, like maybe a, a Reuben. I, that's what I was saying. I was like, a Reuben sounds pretty good, but also I do enjoy a turkey club, so... A turkey club? Yeah. Meatball sub. Or, meatball subs. That's or, the, yeah. Meatball subs are great. I also enjoy like... Um, Oh man, whenever you get like those gourmet grilled cheese places and they Ooh, put like yeah. mac and cheese and your grilled cheese and you're just like dying. Have you ever made a grilled cheese sandwich and then also put cheese on the outside? 
I've never done that, but okay, you're making so me what, hungry. <laughs> what you do, and well, you know, I don't want to steal Say Jam's Say Jam's bit. I don't know if this is how he makes a grilled cheese, but I've seen him say that he he can go long on a grilled cheese. Oh but, my god! But my trick on a grilled cheese is. You get some sharp cheddar because obviously that's the only acceptable cheese for a, for a grilled cheese sandwich. Agreed. And you shred it, of course, and you melt the you, you know you have it open. You've buttered the sides and you're yeah. melting the cheese and and then when you stick it together though, on that top hot side, you you lay a little bit of cheese on top of the outside and just immediately flip it over. And just let that cheese rest on the pan, and it's gonna get like good, nice and hard, crusty cheese on the outside. So it's like you've got hard cheese on the outside. You are so passionate about melty it. cheese on the inside. Listen, <laughs> we're only going in on grilled cheese. Don't you even get me started on pizza. I can talk okay, at length well, at, about pizza. <laughs> okay, question though: Chicago deep dish or New York style? I accept all pizza. I love oh, and nice. accept okay. all pizza. I am not discriminatory when it comes to the thickness of your pizza. Thick thick sauce need love too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, that's that is my official stance. My my joke stance is that I don't eat lasagna. Okay, so it, <laughs> which, which is essentially Chicago pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of combo breaker. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Chicago deep dish. Uh, so th- this is interesting. I'm I'm actually thinking that DBZ is going to be the the headliner of of this show. It's not said explicitly. Um, He's not explicit about it, but I think the numbers and what he said might imply that uh, DBFC might be the headliner. Yeah, because um, I mean, okay, we have everybody who what. Okay, they have everybody who's anybody, you know, and, you know, I was, I was, the hype in the room was pretty good at Texas Showdown, but I can only imagine how crazy it's going to be at Combo Breaker, and I wish I was going just just for that alone, you know. I know yeah. that the hype's going to be insane. And I, I definitely agree that you want that game that everyone comes for, and like you said, that you have the most eliminated players, because they're going to be interested, and they're going to be following what's happening. It makes and sense. especially when you get a group like who are into like because I mean the players who are interested in Dragon Ball like they are you know like it, it's an, it's a, it's a very intense deep love and I, I you can see that kind of passion which is what in my opinion competitive fighting gaming is all about is you see that passion you see that energy and everyone has a good time mm-hmm. and I, that's what Rick is aiming for and I definitely agree with you when you say Dragon Ball is going to be like it like yeah I, I I think it will too yeah. And I actually think that that's probably a good point to stop talking about all of the the fun, actually like all the business stuff, all the business stuff aside. That's that's all the time. I mean, I know I had stuff more stuff planned, but we're kind of running into our time limit here. Oh uh, boy! I know, uh, and I know I've got you on the phone too, so it's like <laughs> I know when I have a long conversation on the phone, it like heats up and I get like a hot cheek. I'm like I'm super against a hot. Oh no, cheek. I, I'm I'm actually on my like headphones right oh, now. Oh, you're on so, headset. Okay. okay. Yeah, and I've got my my like laptop here in front of me, so I'm actually totally chill. So. Okay, I'm a. I don't want to cause a hot cheek. Hot cheeks are. <laughs> I mean, it's oh, it's a bad situation. Someone who drives oh a lot, God. it's like you get that little bit of sun on the one cheek, and it's just infuriating. Uh, okay, so what I like to do I, that was completely tangential and not related to anything <laughs> we're talking about, uh, but that's the last bit of of news we're going to cover today. Uh, but the one question that I like to leave 
uh, everyone on with guests on the show is I ask them two questions. Uh, the first is, what is your favorite normal attack in any game? Any fighting game? Or any oh, game, boy. actually. I've never, expanded, game. I've never expanded it to anything beyond fighting games. So I've never like, thought outside of that, but let's just say any game. Well, jeez, uh, any game, okay. Um, Maybe have two answers. Games. Maybe have yeah, two okay. answers. I was like, for fighting games, I, you know, I keep thinking about how good Bison Standing Mid was in Street Fighter 4. It was really good. It was a really good ass button. That was my favorite button because it good. just covered. It was optimal. It covered everything. Can't jump. Can't you know? You must be blocking. No, it was. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about my other favorite game though, which is kind of lame. I feel like this is everybody's favorite game, but I it holds a really special spot in my heart. Um, I love Okami to death. Okay. That game is so good. Yes, it is. It's so amazing. Good. The HD um, release just got released uh, like not too long ago, and it is so. It I've, is I've already good. played through it five times. <laughs> it reminded me of how fucking long the run up of that game is. Oh, <laughs> it, it takes... is a long game, and there's so much dialogue. And like yeah, the first time you play it, so if you long. sit down and play it for one time, it's like, oh, wow, that was amazing. And then if you play it again and you are really used to it, it's like, fuck, oh my God. So yeah, tired. it's like, I know, I need to get to the next part. Yeah, that's <laughs> the first time you play it. It has this very special thing about it that. Oh, yeah. It like. Well, because especially you know, if you're like a weeb, like you are already interested. It's like, <laughs> oh, Japanese. Wow, this is awesome. But it's done in a way that's really like stylized and charming. Yeah. And and the you pacing, get invested. Yeah. yeah. The pacing is such where you think that every next objective is like oh this is going to be the final object like it's going to exactly. the finality here <laughs> and then they sweep the rug out from under you and it's like oh i'm fighting this hydra like boss again yeah you have to again. fight him like three times yeah you have to yeah. fight it so many times uh but yeah, regardless so uh very good like, game oh, highly recommended like, yeah. not a fighting game although uh amy does show up in mvc3 so that's hey. that's a thing uh, yeah. So you were saying though. Oh my. Okay. So like my favorite attack in that game is the stupid one that you can buy for like twenty thousand yen or whatever, and you poop, and then it explodes. <laughs> Wait you, a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. I played well, a lot of that game. I don't. I don't know if I know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, first this of all, you can only get it very, in the dojo, in in the mountain. So like at towards the end of the game, there's like right. a dojo in uh, Shir- What is it? Kamui. And you go there and you can buy it. And so like you get the pee attack first, where you can pee on people, and then you get the poop one. And I don't know why, but it is just like, why would you do this? It's but you're a dog, so it makes sense. So you're like, okay. <laughs> but yeah. Um aside from that though, in that game, I love uh, the rosary beads and the sword combo. It's really cool. Um my mouth my mouth is agape right now. I can't believe I've missed the pee and poop attack. My wow. entire life, like I just, I, I've never even. Well, first of all, you're gonna love their names. The P one is called Golden Fury. Of course, that's and a great <laughs> name for an attack that's also a P. Oh my and goodness! The poop one is called Brown Rage. And whenever I saw this, I was like, "What in the world?" <laughs> and I got it, and I was like, "Oh no!" It's I just, a bit aggressive. I just it's a bit aggressive. <laughs> It's amazing though, because oh, you get really? like demon fangs from it and all kinds of. It's just goofy, which is why like there's so much just little stuff to do in that game, and it's just goofy. Wow. It has a lot of personality. And I think I think that is what makes the game fun. It's just yeah. personality. So that uh, Capcom like make more stage transitions, please. <laughs> oh, I feel like. Oh man, I feel like well, now I've, you have to I've, go been, play I've like missed out. Like my heart is like I can't believe I've missed out on this like my entire life. Oh, man. Well, now it gives you another reason 
play through Okami. It and really waste does. Like, like, like a week of your life. <laughs> yeah, let me just uh, Google uh, safe search off poop attack Okami. <laughs> uh, see what comes up. Uh, okay, so that's the first question of favorite attack. Uh, the second question is, what's your favorite combo? My favorite combo, oh boy. So I was thinking in terms of like Street Fighter V, um, I definitely love anything with V-Trigger 2. Um, I love to see Problem use V-Trigger 2 because he is super creative with it. Yeah, that's like and, Crusher is exciting. Because uh, like, like the command grab up, stuff so too. You, yeah. you, the command grab is also amazing with like the bomb and everything. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing that for the first time and I replayed the trailer 28,000 times because Bison's just so cool. And I was like, oh my god, we get Psycho Crusher back. But like, it crosses up, so you wake up and you get hit. Like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would say as far as combos in Street Fighter V goes, um, definitely anything utilizing V-Trigger 2, because it's hard for me to just narrow it down to one. But that's out of fun. any There's a lot of game, options there. That's not oh, yeah. it's crazy to say that it can go different paths. Um, um, but even any fighting game, any though. Yeah, I was thinking, I really love Street Fighter Cross Tekken. I don't throw it anyway. So I am with you. Okay, the two Street Fighter Cross Tekken apologists here in the room. Let's go. Um, so, like, I'm not an apologist for the DLC blow-up. That's stupid. But uh, okay. as far yeah, as the game fair. goes, the game is good. I don't know why you guys are tripping. The game is amazing, and it is super fun, and I love it. And the tag combos for the Ultra in that game are super freaking cool. Also, I like how every throw is a cinematic in that game. And I think that they need to bring that back because that is super cool. And I think Balrog's yeah. V-Trigger 2 has an attack that's kind of like a cinematic throw. And I was like, I want more of that. I want more of that in Street Fighter V. Like just little cool things like that, you know? Yeah, I do like cinematic throws. Yeah. I loved Kuma in that game. It's so good. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know, that, that game was just fun. I don't care about anybody. This game fun. Bear. But yeah, I, I think the Bison Jury tag Ultra is really cool. Get down with that. That's cool. All right. Uh, so that is, that'll do it for questions. And that's a show. So again, I think we ought to cover what's going on with you. Because uh, you've got a lot of stuff coming up on the horizon that we can talk about. Like, yeah, I just want to throw that. it out there. Like, where can <laughs> be, like, where can people find you? Because I know for you specifically, there's a lot of places where people can find you. Yeah, so you can find uh, my writing at Red Bull Esports, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. um, you can also find me on Esports Terminal. Um, they're at, I think it's EST. And at Ginks Esports TV, which they're an outlet based out of the UK. But they also have a TV station in Canada as well. Um, and you can also find me. Um, as just an FGC hostess for certain things. Um, I do have something coming up later in the year, which I think you'll be excited about for not that kind of thing. to talk about, of course, probably. Um, probably not, but it's been confirmed for me, so I don't want to just like say it, but yeah, uh, Ooh, there's something okay. coming up towards the end of the year. Um, and then also I will be at E3 um, coming up. I'm doing some work there for Red Bull and some other people. Oh, so cool. there's E3 at the beginning of the week and then Conquest LA, so I'll be there all week. Um, I'm Do you have also, any hopes for E3? Can I like cut you yeah. off and ask you that like, well, first insert of all, question here? I'm hoping that I'll be able to play Cody at E3 if that's a thing. I'm ah, excited about that. I also I, hope that yeah, we I hadn't even thought about that. You know, people, I think I saw somebody tweet about it and I was like, you know, you're right. I want to play Cody really bad. So, like that's where video like, game announcements are made. <laughs> and uh, like, I'm hoping for a new Mortal Kombat as well. So like, there'll be some cool fighting game stuff there. It won't be like the yeah. whole MVCI thing where everyone's going back there and playing, which I was at, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and that whole thing was a blow up. That was stupid. But um, 
Definitely, it'll be you're fun just to a, play. You're Cody. just a Capcom shill, and everybody. Knows I, you it. know, you know, I am a Capcom, but also, I, I, I really, I don't think it's it's wrong to be unapologetic about stuff that you like. I like Capcom. I also love other games like Capcom. You know, Floored Bison. Capcom, Unapolo- yeah. <laughs> unapologetically. Yeah, exactly. That's like, do you guys want to know about me? Just know, I love Bison. So yeah, like be that, be aware on that Twitter follow. Oh, speaking of be... which, Street Fighter responded to me today. And I was like, well, because they were like, happy birthday, Alex. Um, and they showed a gif of Alex like beating the crap out of Bison. And I was like, excuse me, type, type, type. Why are you beating up my husband? And they go, because it's Tuesday. And I was like, oh, but you're not going to say, oh, 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 okay. So like, he is my husband. Is this, is this what's, what's happening? They did not deny. They did not deny that, <laughs> that Lord Bison They did not confirm is. nor deny. Yeah. So, you, you know. You know how it is. It's- just saying, I might be canon. <laughs> yeah, it's it's totally canon. Okay, it's so I totally cut you off. That's that's your E3 uh, hopes. Any other like E3 hopes? I'm kind of like E3 hopes. Oh yeah, well I know Capcom also has those adventure games coming out. Um, I'm not sure if they're just like um, ports or like what's this? Um, they have like two adventure games that were announced. Um, like we don't know what they are. They could be like collections or like ports to, because they do have one that's not going to PS4. It's going to everything else. So I'm pretty sure that's going to be like a, a port that is like remastered or something. Um, but they have another one. And the Weeb in me hopes that we will see a new Okami. I doubt that will happen. I figured like we, we would have heard something about it. Yeah. But that is like my ultimate dream is to have a sequel to Okami that's not Okami Den. Because Okami Den was kind of bland in my opinion. I didn't really care for it. Yeah. Um, I think a sequel done in the style of the original game would be crazy. So that is my ultimate hope. I'm also looking forward to everything else being announced. Also, like I'm down to play a bunch of new games. Uh, I try. I've been trying to get more recently. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that um, I think that's what I'm hoping for for E3. Yeah. Okay. So that's your E3 hopes. I cut you off though on what where people can can see you and and get get more content from you. Yeah, so Red Bull Esports, Esports Terminal, uh, Ginks Esports TV. Those mm-hmm. are the three outlets that I write for now. Um, I'm also hosting an event near towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also highly suggest that you guys check out car.gg. I am uh, their am- ambassador um, for their program, and it is amazing. If you guys are looking for something that is like a really cool place to share fighting game data and just kind of get to know new people, Definitely share, check that share, out. Share a link for that in the in the show notes. So if you scroll down or look in the show notes of this podcast, th- there'll be a link to it down below. Yep. But so far, that is. Uh, oh, and you can also find me on Twitter, um, ex top doll. The O's are zeros because I'm edgy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm on Twitch as the same thing, ex top doll. Um, but yeah, um, that's where you can find me at if you are interested in a bunch of lewd bison stuff and esports articles. <laughs> Do you have a schedule for your stream? Uh, for my stream, actually not yet, because I just got my new setup, uh, my new desk, and okay. uh, I'm trying to think about like having a schedule. Uh, I think obviously more people enjoy weekends, but I think I think weekday streams would be nice too. I had um, to ask. I had to ask. Yeah, uh, but I'll be coming out with that shortly. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, like, and you're interested, please go do so because I'll be making a poll asking like when people would like to see me because I'm playing through a couple of story-based games right now that I think would be fun. And also going to try to be starting to do more Street Fighter stuff. So, yeah. I actually, but, uh, I actually, we're like running out of time, but I kind of want to nerd out again because I saw that you were playing Neo and I fucking love that. 
Mia is so good. I, you know, I, I, I don't, okay, I'm not sure if it was because my family was over this weekend and like, I just had a lot going on, but I was sucking so hard last night at that game. I was like, what in the world? I'm not this bad. Oh yeah. So, you like can't, you actually can't rush in that game. If you rush, yeah, you get you penalized can. for it. Yeah. So like, I was just trying to like, and plus like you have to really watch movement and you have to like dodge. Like you basically mm-hmm. have to like try your hardest at every single enemy and it sucks. Cause it's like, I just want to be lazy right now. Yeah. But, uh, you do I'm have like, to try I'm, really like, hard stuck on the. I'm stuck on the Umi Bolzu like ocean monster right now, and he has so many one shot like one one shot one kill. Yeah, things. at that point in the and game, like, his damage is like crazy high. Yeah, I agree. And with so that. I'm like, should I level up a little bit more? I'm just grind, but I was like, how often? Like, how much will that help me though? Uh, but yeah, no, Neo is super great. Like, it feeds every single interest that I have. Like, like oh, yeah, history. That game, that game goes Japan, places, and it is, it is thoroughly good. It's thoroughly yeah. good. <laughs> That's actually something that I've been meaning to go back to. Um, it's it's just a really good game, and I like the way that it plays. What's like what what weapons are you using in that game? Okay, so I started. I okay, to continue so to like I'm gonna keep going down different rabbit <laughs> holes. Like I know we've like already tried to end this episode a couple minutes ago, but I I kind of want to dig into this. Well, okay, so I started with the dual uchigatana, and those mm-hmm. are super fun. They're super like like if you do low stance, there's like da 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 da. So fast. Like, and don't don't sick. have a lot of stamina. Like they don't. No. Take up well, it's very quick. Attacks. Yeah. Well, no. Are you sure? Because like if you do low stance you like can do like a bunch of combos and you still have stamina left over well, yeah um, they don't they don't take oh yeah they don't use it yeah um so i started out with those but then i realized oh those don't do as much damage and like low right. stance is kind of bad so now um i've been using just like the regular um katana and like um i've been using mid stance um because mm-hmm. it's not like doesn't it takes like mid stamina and I've reached max familiar, familiarity with it, so I'm like, all right, I'll just stick with this. But I did play around with the kurasigama, like the little swingy thing. Yes. That was pretty cool. I was like, whoa, that's awesome, but it takes so much stamina. And I'm like, yeah. it's also kind of like hard to use, so I'm like figuring out, okay. But I think that will be like my next experiment is like trying to get good with that. Yeah, cool. I actually, I liked using that specifically for like long range stuff. I found that the high stance with that was really useful for oh, yeah, that just like, that I could keep away. Yeah. But I thought that the low stance would be okay. Cause it does have a parry, but then parries in that game are weird because there's only certain moves that you can parry and it's not yeah. communicated very well of what that it's is. Not. It's not. That's and the, like, my one gripe about that game. I just, and I, I'm the kind of person that I tend to go to whatever looks really cool. So yeah. like the low stance, like dual swords and then like the little like that in low stance is like do 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 do. And it's like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, look at this stuff like it's not doing too much damage but it looks really cool and i was like oh man i want to play this and like i end up dying because not enough damage and i'm just being stupid but yeah yeah um for now i'm just using the katana and then my secondary is uh the dual swords and i, I love honestly axe. i'm not the, <laughs> I like a big you know axe. i have never actually been a fan of like big heavy weapons i like to be quick and like be able to get out of stuff i think That's it's like my, my fight or flight response is very much like I don't want to like be in the middle of a huge thing and then they can get me. So that's fair. Totally fair. Uh, I don't know. Like later on, I found it like being able to switch between stances, like becomes super useful because even yeah. like at the point in the game that you're at, like you're still like really early in terms of like the special abilities available to you. So like yeah. when you start unlocking stuff, that's like, Oh, change stance to retain more stamina. And it's like, Oh, okay, I'll just do that. And then yeah. like having to like remember combos into like different stance changes and all that fun stuff. That game is so good. 
That game is so good. I don't know if you can do that. You can do that. You can like combo and like change stances and stuff at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Real good. It's real there's, good. There's there's a lot to that game. And I remember me at first, but my friend Phil was kind of like, he taught me a little bit about what I should do. There's a lot like, of really right. good battle depth to that game that yeah, like, like later on like, totally pays off in ways that it's one of those things where missions will become available to you that are like well outside of the rank that you can like should be able to do them but then you can like perform well enough to beat them and like the penalties for like losing really aren't that that bad in that game at least i don't think yeah so. they're not awful i mean it's not like a, i mean still like losing all your souls is pretty soul crushing especially if you had a lot and you're like fuck sure. but it, it's not it's not on the same level as like bloodborne or dark souls is because then, then it's like oh fuck oh my god <laughs> But like the, this one is just more frustrating because it's like, oh, I just have to go back to this area now and then get my spirit right. animal, whatever. And, and everything's like tightly it, packed up in a mission yeah. where it's like, I can just eat this mission away and then handle that. Yeah. And, and like, we're good. Well, because the, the missions don't take too long. They're actually no. pretty quick. And uh, you get to keep all your items when you die. So you don't mm. have to worry about that. No, it's a very good video game. Highly recommend it. It's probably yeah, on sale guys, somewhere. Yeah, I got it for like... I can't remember how much I paid for it. I think I think it's still like I think maybe forty or something. It's um, probably like yeah, somewhat somewhat reduced price. Yeah, uh, but if you have the, the money and you're interested in like a long like a game that you'll play for a while, I would definitely suggest. It. Oh yeah, and like like I said, like I've I've totally beaten that game, but like I would go back to that because actually I didn't dig into new game plus stuff. And looking ahead at what New Game Plus was, I was like, oh, this is so enticing, but I really should move on. And I had to move on, but I, well, I hold it in my heart, though it's in my heart. You will always miss what was it? You don't know what's gone. Yeah, I, like I didn't <laughs> know there was a poop attack. There might be a poop attack in that game, and I'll never know. There might I'll never be. know. Like spirit animal, it's like a flaming turd. <laughs> that's that's the low axe stance. You get a low axe yeah. stance, and oh yeah, this comes right like out the squatting. butt. Yep, that's where it comes. It's where the poop comes from, folks, from the butt. Wow. Okay. All right, folks. And that's, and that's, an, that's a Street Fighter podcast, if I've ever heard one. Um, <laughs> but that'll wrap it up. People can find you again on EX Top Doll. The O's are zeros. Uh, and you can find me at Super Joe Monday on Twitter, or you can reach out to me on the subreddit uh, as one of the mods, or just respond to this in, in the Reddit post or through the email, which is Reddit fighting at gmail.com if you have any questions uh type in questions and i'll get to those during a regular show uh, which will usually be released on thursdays but that's a show folks uh jenny thank you for uh spending the time to talk to me for uh, for yeah it was super episode. fun yeah no, we ended up kind of going off track but that that's always the funnest part is like when you just get to talking about stuff so yeah, yeah. like i said i like my podcast fast and loose what i say <laughs> that's, that's how i like to play well, Thank you for having me on. I had a good time. No, it was an absolute pleasure. So thank you very much for joining <laughs> us and um, looking forward to what you got going on in the future because you are one of the most prolific writers and I look forward to reading your content every time I see it. Uh, but that's the show, folks. Until next time, take care. Bye. Bye.